Hello everyone, thank you for listening and watching the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host, Tom Walker. You found the home of tips, insight and discussion on England's top four football leagues. And this week we've got an action-packed show for you once again. We're going to run through the Premier League, the Championship, League One, League Two, picking out our betting highlights from all the leagues. We're then going to wrap it all up in a treble, which we'll hopefully win this week and break the curse. And then we'll go through fantasy football at the end. Exciting show ahead, Tom. Yeah, the ever-changing world of football just keeps throwing up so many narratives. Uh, It keeps these amazing competitions even more interesting as managers are sacked, hired, and players are injured, and, you know, the the fixtures and the jeopardy starts to pile up. So really excited to get going. We are sponsored by our good friends at Matchbook, so you will hear more later on after the Premier League segment about how you can get signed up and take advantage of of a really juicy offer they've got going on. Uh, All of our odds are taken from Matchbook. And uh, Tom, you want to give a a little shout out to Odd Alerts? Yeah, check out oddalerts.com. If you're really into value betting, statistical betting, um, all of that kind of really interesting stuff. I love it. Um, Absolutely tons of tons of data on there for you to uh, really get your teeth into and pick out bets from not just the Premier League, or English football in general, but from all over the world. Um, so well worth checking that out at oddalerts.com. Um, but yeah, all odds we take from the show today, as Tom mentioned, are going to be from matchbook.com. Let's dive straight in with the Premier League, which kicks off on Friday night with Brentford against Brighton. Brentford, the home side, they're the outsiders, priced at 3.2. The draw's 3.5, and Brighton are 2.44. Tom Walker... Is it going to be a Friday night spectacular and entertaining one here? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to. I don't mean to to sit on the fence, but I was trying to think earlier if there's two teams who could be playing each other that I, you know, would be more on the fence with. If that makes sense, I. I can't think of a better example than this, than kind of torn allegiances. I like both teams. I can see weaknesses in both teams. Obviously, Brighton at the moment, you would argue, are playing better football with, you know, Newcastle putting Brentford to the sword 5-1 and and Brentford only scoring one in the last three. But I'm not ready to turn my back on Brentford. Um, So, yeah, I'm honestly not ready to go anywhere near this game not both teams to score, not any kind of result. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy, I think. OK, well, we're going to Saturday then. Uh, kicked off with Leicester against Crystal Palace at 12.30. Leicester at home at 2.4. The draw is 3.6 and Palace are 3.2. Um, I guess kind of similar to your thoughts on the last game. If you ask me to pick a team, I'll be struggling here. Um I'm much more inclined to go for a both teams to score bet. Uh, the price for both teams to score is 1.74. I didn't think that was too bad. The last four consecutive meetings between the two sides have been both teams to score. Um, Palace have had five of their last seven games, both teams to score. And Leicester, seven of their nine games this season have been both teams to score. So there's form for it on both sides, form for it in the head-to-head. Um, certainly the way Leicester are playing, you know, they're, they're conceding a lot of goals still, but players like Madison who are banging form and capable of getting on the score sheet, um, certainly think 
it sh- it should have some goals in it. Yeah, plenty going on, um, plenty to talk about. Listen, I'm going to uh, I'm I think going to back Palace here, three point two. Um, not a hell of a lot of form to go off. Not a hell of a lot of uh, statistics to read out. But I was really hot on Palace at the start of the season. Uh, the win over Leeds. I think even though that was at Selhurst Park, this is a similar test with potentially um, greater reward and maybe a little bit of an easier game as well. I, I can see Palace. I mean, the onus is going to be on Leicester. Leicester are under pressure. They just lost to Bournemouth. They beat Forest. That's great. But they just lost to Bournemouth. They're back to square one a little bit. They're back to the bottom of the table. So the onus is going to be on them to go out and get um, the first goal. I could, if Palace score that on the break, which we know that they're absolutely brilliant at, and with Eberici Eze in any kind of form that he showed on uh, the weekend, I think Leicester could be in trouble. I'm not ready to turn my back on Palace yet. I really like what they're doing, uh, even though it hasn't been perfect. 3.2 for me. Um, I, I'm not ready to be back in bottom of the league. Fair enough, that could be a good price then for Palace if they do uh, come out with the victory this weekend. Let's move into the next game, which is Fulham against Bournemouth. So a battle of two promoted sides here. Fulham at home, the favourites, 1.94. Uh, the draws 3.9 and Bournemouth are 4.3. And I've got to say, Bournemouth just keep defying my expectations of them uh, week after week at the moment. Since sacking Scott Parker, Gary O'Neill done a fantastic job in, in caretaker charge. You know, we saw them last weekend come from behind against Leicester um, and win 2-1. So another fantastic three points for them. In terms of this game, and we spoke about it last week on the pod, Fulham are a dream in terms of consistency for both teams to score. They've had seven consecutive Premier League games, both teams to score. Um, Eight of the nine games they've played this season have been both teams to score. The only one that wasn't was against Wolves. So probably not too much surprise there. That was a nil-nil uh, second game in. So yeah, based on that and the fact that Bournemouth have had three of the last four both teams to score, I'm just going to go with the trend again for Fulham here. The price, considering that they had seven in a row, 1.83 um, for another both teams to score. So I didn't think that was too bad at all, to be honest. No, honestly, I think that's a good price. Like, really, uh, taking it, Everything into consideration. Tom, I have basically the same bet, just twisted a little bit. I've got over 2.5. Um, that's at 1.94, so a little bit juicier than the both teams to score. Not a hell of a lot to add compared to what you said I was going to point out. Fulham's one clean sheet, which was against Wolves. Uh, but I, I will point you in the direction of the percentages of games that have gone over 2.5 for these teams. Bournemouth. Fulham is where we're looking. 88.89% of games, 8 out of 9. So, yeah, uh, fully aligned for this one to be a bit of a ding-dong. I said a couple of weeks ago that I thought Fulham would start to revert to type. Um, They need a result here, I think, uh, just to kind of just to arrest the slide before it happens. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I hope, hoping that I've uh, managed to word that correctly. I mean, 
Bournemouth, Tom, you know, again, you just said that they uh, keep defying, to be honest, and, and they do. I, I do kind of like the look of um, Bournemouth on the double chance. It is 1.97, so definitely worth a look, I think, uh, 1.97, but uh, the over 2.5 is the stronger tip that I will uh, put out there. Okay, cool. Well, up next then, we've got our mighty Nottingham Forest, or uh, can't exactly call them mighty Nottingham Forest at the moment, can I? But Nottingham Forest are aware at Wolves. Um, 1.76 at the price for Wolves, 3.9 for the draw, and Forest quite big at 5.5. Um, progress for Forest, shall we say, in the Monday Night Football one all draw that we've not, not long seen against Aston Villa. At least it's a point. We didn't lose. We didn't concede more than a goal. So baby steps, you know, we're, we're kind of going in the right direction there. Um, I think we're in for a bit of a snooze fest this Saturday. Um, and I think you probably agree as well. Um, I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals in this one rather than anything on the nose. Um, the price for that is 1.85, which again, I didn't think that was too bad. Um, Wolves have scored one goal in their last five Premier League games. Uh, no goals scored in the last three. Still without a permanent manager in charge of the club. And Forrest, again, similar to Wolves, they tend to be struggling um, in terms of scoring goals. I think Forrest would probably take a point away from home here because, again, baby steps in the right direction. I think it's going to be pretty dull affair. Could be decided by just one goal either way, uh, but under 2.5 is what I'd go for here. Yes, two lowest scorers in the league. Uh, Wolves with three goals in nine games, Forest with seven. I think what we saw, uh, obviously, Steve Cooper signed a new contract and everything. That's great. Uh, but what I think we saw against Villa is definitely a more conservative approach. I think we are looking to stop the rot of the back and kind of build from you know, uh, being a little less gung-ho. I think against Villa, you saw basically a 4-5-1 um, without the ball, Gibbs-White, tucking in as a kind of orthodox left midfielder, Brennan Johnson, tucking in as a right midfielder. You saw Serge Aurier um, directing Brennan to come in and help cover. And then it was basically just Emmanuel Dennis on his own. Uh, there was no press or anything like that from Forrest. So they're building from the back. Cooper is ambitious for sure, and we'll see this as a winnable game. But yeah, I agree with you, mate. Uh, one goal swing either way. Uh, I will have a little punt on Forrest just because I'm a fan and I uh, can't really resist him at that price, to be honest. Wolves are Wolves are pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's not bad, is it, for Forrest? I think, you know, we see Forrest at a big price pretty much week in, week out at the moment. And I'm pretty confident one week in the near future it will come in. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this will be the week. Um, Tottenham against Everton then is the final game on Saturday in the Prem. 1.51 for Spurs, 4.8 for the draw and 7.4 for Everton. Um, any strong fancies in this one? Do you, do you agree? Spurs heavy favourites here? Spurs heavy favourites, but I'm not backing them at 1.51. Do you know what? Happy to eat a humble pie here, to be honest with you. I really thought Everton would struggle this season and even though they've not been great I don't think they've blown anyone's socks off they don't look like relegation fodder that I thought they might be they're sat in 12th 
Um, they look very comfortable, to be honest, in, in almost every single game. Um, Tottenham, good, but coming off Champions League football, you know, obviously um, they're going to have a, a lot, a little, they're going to have a lot less days rest. Uh, Tottenham and under 2.5 is something I do like the look of. It's 4.0. And I really do like that. I feel like Tottenham aren't as swashbuckling without Kulisevsky. And I feel like Everton are, are good enough to, to kind of keep it close all game, really. So, yeah, Tottenham and under 2.5 for me. It's priced at 4.0. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm a fan of that one. I certainly am. Um, we've spoken before about Everton being involved in plenty of unders games. Um, and I do think Spurs will win. Uh, 1.51. They've won nine of the last 10 Premier League games um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And that obviously goes back into last season. But yeah, every game they've played there so far this season, uh, they've come away with three points. And especially think Everton without Anthony Gordon, who is probably their main threat. He's suspended for this game. So um, certainly puts a a damager on, on their hopes of getting anything from this game, I think. Um, on to Sunday. Let's start with Villa against Chelsea then. 4.9 for Villa, 3.85 for the draw and 1.86 for Chelsea. Um, did you see anything in Aston Villa against Forest on Monday Night Football that made you think, one, they can get anything from this game against a resurgent Chelsea side and two, to think that Steven Gerrard is kind of a bit of a dead man walking and it's only a matter of time before he gets the job? I saw absolutely zero from Aston Villa. Zero. I mean, let's be honest, Forrest scored a, a set-piece goal. Uh, but Villa, if it wasn't for Young banging in one on the half volley from 25 yards, apart from Cameron Archer's half opportunity towards the end, they didn't carve Forrest open, really. Um, scored an offside goal, I suppose, but overall didn't see... Anywhere near enough. Players like Coutinho, massively, massively off the boil. Uh, Tom, pre-season, we predicted struggles for, for Villa. We didn't like what we saw from Gerrard towards the end of last season. We didn't like some of the recruitment. And yeah, for me, I am massive on Chelsea. I think they're a brilliant price. I think they are looking rosy under Graham Potter and, and are going to steadily improve. I think away from home, of course, is inflating the price, but 1.86, I am going to be all over that like a rash when it comes to, to Sunday. Um, yeah, I think Villa are, are almost as bad as it gets in the Premier League at the moment. Well, there we go. An emphatic one on that one. Um, Tom Walker likes Chelsea and I do completely you, do agree. Do you agree? Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, I was going to say, you know, pretty much same reasons. Uh, and I'm... I'm really happy for Potter, to be honest. It started very well for him. Um, I want to yeah. see him do well, as I'm sure a lot of people who are neutrals do. Um, so, yeah, four wins on the spin now, isn't it, across all competitions? So, building momentum, picking up a bit of steam nicely. And um, I'd be surprised if they lose this one to Villa. Moving into the next game then, another heavy favourite in the away side, that's Arsenal. Their way at Leeds. Leeds are priced at 6.4 at home. The draw is 4.6 and Arsenal, the favourites, as I mentioned, 1.59. Again, it feels like it would be a coupon buster if, if Arsenal were to drop points here. Yes, they've had a, 
a midweek trip to Norway, I believe, um, in the Europa League on Thursday night. So will that take anything out of them for this game against Leeds? Potentially, but you know, I'd still be pretty confident in backing Arsenal here, despite the the fairly short price. Um, we saw them win 3-2 against Liverpool last weekend. And one of the criticisms that we've had about Arsenal is that, yes, they're very good at beating teams in mid-table and lower down in the table, but we want to see them consistently start to beat teams in the top six or the, the classic top six, if you like. So they played Spurs and beat Spurs, played Liverpool and beat Liverpool in recent weeks. So doing exactly what we asked of them to take that next step up into being a, a top, top team. Um, so yeah, if they came unstuck against Leeds, it was certainly surprised because Leeds, after that statement, 3-0 win against Chelsea, um, have been pretty poor, um, to be honest. Yeah, and I think at the time I said that I would put that down more to just Chelsea absolutely imploding on the day. Um than anything that Leeds did other than, mm. you know, a couple of good bits of pressing. I, I, I've been really, really disappointed. They conceded five to a Brentford team, not exactly firing. Um, they drew nil-nil to Villa. I just shared my thoughts on Villa. Uh, lost against Palace. I don't think that's too much of a disgrace. I still think Palace will finish in the top half. But there's two sides to this coin, Tom. Leeds haven't won in five games. That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is they're unbeaten at home so far. They've played four, they've won two and they, they've uh, drawn two. So, it's a test for Arsenal, for sure. Uh, you know, the crowd will be behind them. I I want to back Arsenal. I really do. 1.59. It might be worth an acre, um, but I won't be backing them on the nose or anything like that. Very short and, uh, yeah, leads strong at home. But I do expect them to win. And I hope that wasn't too confusing and it all makes sense. <laughs> okay, uh, up next, uh, Manchester United against Newcastle United. 2.04 for Man U, 3.9 for the draw and 3.85 for Newcastle. Oh, obviously, Newcastle now on a, a decent run of form, winning their last two games, scoring nine goals in the process. But um, they've got a pretty poor record at Old Trafford in recent seasons. Um, in the league, they've lost the last five in a row. Uh, they've conceded at least three goals in each of those five defeats as well. So, um, yeah, they've not had a happy hunting ground in in recent seasons here. And partly for that reason, and partly for the fact that Manu have been pretty good at home so far this season, in the league at least anyway. Uh, they've beaten Liverpool, they've beaten Arsenal in the last two home league games. Um, couple that with the fact that They've got this very good home record against Newcastle anyway. Uh, and I'm I'm tempted to side with, with Manchester United here. I appreciate Newcastle have been playing well recently. Uh, Bruno Guimaraes is looking fantastic as ever. But still, Newcastle concede a lot of goals. Um, and that worries me from, from that perspective. Um, they've had both teams scoring in seven of their last eight games. They've obviously drawn a lot of games before those most recent two victories. Um, yeah, so I think their defensive frailties, coupled with Manchester United being on pretty decent form overall at the moment, I, th I think United will win this one. Potentially both teams will score as well. 
Yeah, both teams to score for me. Um, you you just touched on the best stat there with with Newcastle with the uh, seven of eight uh, last games. Tom, I I get what you're saying with the historical stuff, and you know some people are into that. You know, or oh, this is a bit of a bogey ground or a bogey team, and you know, are oh, we never win here and all that stuff. I just I just feel like if we're we're looking at Newcastle now compared to you know the last how many years you know this team is completely different you know Newcastle haven't had a player like Bruno Guimaraes and, and Alexander Isak on their uh, and Sam Maximan on their books for years years and years and years I I don't personally uh, hold any weight against that to be honest with you I, both teams to score for me. Uh, is the way that I would go. It's one point six six. It it is a little short, um, but yeah, I can I can see both teams scoring for the reasons I read out. Fair enough then. Um, Southampton West Ham then three point one five for Southampton, three point five for the draw, and two point four eight for West Ham. Uh, any strong fancies in this one? The other TV channel. I don't know. This this isn't going to be great, is it? Let's be honest with you. Look, I I was more inclined to go West Ham here. I didn't think two point four eight for for West Ham is a bad price, considering Southampton have lost five of the last six in the league, um, struggling to score goals. It seems like if Lavia isn't fit and playing, they they really struggle without him. Um, Hassan Huttel on the brink according to media reports anyway. He's one to two, I think I read, to be the next manager to get the sack now. So, you know, a bad performance here against a West Ham side who have now won four in a row across all competitions after their poor start to the season. You know, I think the Europa Conference League has been brilliant for them. Um, Where they've been having a bit of a rocky time in the Prem, they've been picking up momentum and picking up wins in that league to generate at least a little bit of confidence. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of transi- transitioned into wins in the Premier League now. They've won the last two in the league. Um, if we look across all competitions, they've won six of the last seven games, losing just one. Uh, that was 1-0 to Everton. And I just think Southampton are there for the taking at the moment. And 2.48, we look, we could look back at that and think that was a good price for West Ham. I didn't, I didn't even share what I fancied. Um, which was West Ham, <laughs> to be honest with you. So you, you did all the uh, statistics for me. Uh, my my joke was basically that I don't think it's going to be the prettiest game. feel like any game with Southampton kind of bores me a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I am all in on West Ham with you as well, mate. Right then, so we'll go into the final game of the Premier League, which is uh, the biggest one, arguably. Liverpool up against Manchester City, 4.2 at home for Liverpool. Crikey, it feels like a long time since I've seen them that big at home. Um, 4.3 for the draw and 1.88 for Man City to get the victory. Liverpool are that price for a reason, Tom, I think. I don't, I'm not going to be fooled by their their win over Rangers. Uh, Rangers are on course to break the... A record for the most amount of goals conceded in the group stage in the Champions League ever. So I'm not, you know, I'm not into that at all. I think Man City are a gift here. There are not going to be many times where we get Man City at 1.88. 
And uh, I will be very, very interested in that. You know, this is centurion season levels of dominance, I think, from Man City so far, barring one or two tiny little blemishes. Uh, it's it's unbelievable at the moment. And yeah, 1.88. I'll be lapping it up all day. I don't care about the cop. I don't care about Liverpool's, you know, team. They've they've got injuries. You know, Luis Diaz went down and yeah, I I couldn't have any more uh, markers pointing towards Man City if I tried. 1.88, I'll be all over it. Oh yeah, completely agree. Um I'm looking at Man City in over 2.5 goals. That's 2.44. Maybe even stretching it to over 3.5 goals, which is 3.75. Um, you know, you those reasons you've mentioned. Diaz injured. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold also looks like he's injured for a couple of weeks. Same with Joel Matip. So they've got injury problems there already. And let's not forget, last season when these two ty- two teams played each other, um, in the league, they had two to all draws. And this was a Liverpool team last season on much, much better form than Liverpool are now against arguably a, a weaker Manchester City team and, a, you know, who had no one as prolific as Haaland is right now. Um, yeah, I just think if we look at Liverpool's last two Premier League games, they conceded three against Arsenal, three against Brighton, and that Brighton game was at Anfield. Let's not forget that as well. So, if you concede in three at home to Brighton, I worry for him when Erling Haaland comes to town. <laughs> yes. Um, Tom, This I, I want to make listeners and viewers aware, this isn't the pod treble, but I've, I've done a little bit of um, creativity. I think what I'm going to yeah, back on you. Sunday, and I want your thoughts on this, are uh, the away day treble. It's Man City, Chelsea, and West Ham. It's I'm a big 8. fan point, of that. It's eight point one eight with Matchbook. Nice, yeah. I'm aboard. I'm into that. All aboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will Me be too. getting some investment, and that is a good segue to talk about Matchbook. If you want to back that bet or or any bet really with Matchbook this weekend as a new customer, you can sign up to uh, the website Matchbook.com. And get a free, I'm sorry, get a £30 money back as a free bet offer with the code TFB Podcast. So that's the football betting podcast. Uh, you'll be able to back something essentially risk free because if that does lose, then Matchbook will give you the money back as a free bet for you to reinvest uh, as a second chance kind of safety net. So, yeah, TFB Podcast is the code you'll need to use. Uh, T's and C's apply, so do check them out. But yeah, thanks to Matchbook for the continued support. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Yeah, well, let's dive into the championship then. Um, again, it's not the best week for me in the championship. There's not an awful lot that stands out as, yes, got to bet on that. Got to tip that out there. Um, there's a couple, but I don't know about, about you, but... Um, Pretty thin picking again. Just a quick comment on the champ. I feel like the quality is really poor this season. Mm. Um, yeah. Maybe Sheffield United aside, who have been, you know, apart from the last couple of games, pretty close to perfect. 
feel like the, the quality of, of I, I'm still a big fan of the league, but I feel like the quality is diminishing quite a lot this season. So I think that what I'm getting at is that means a lot of teams are very up and down and a lot of games are unbackable and there's just not as much I like to talk about in the champ as there is in the Premier League and especially League One and League Two. No, I agree. Uh, it's a fantastic opportunity though. You know, if you're a team like we see Reading in fifth, QPR in third, um, Blackburn seventh, Preston eighth, Wigan ninth, Luton tenth. Fantastic opportunity for teams like that um, to get in amongst the top six mix this season. Um I'm going to throw a double chance out there to begin with. Um, Swansea have kind of recovered from a pretty poor start to the season. They're up in sixth place now. They're just actually three points off top. So it kind of shows you how tight the league is. And like you say, so many teams up and down. If you can string a few wins together, you can quickly climb. Um, They're 2.0 to get either a draw or win away at Burnley. Uh, Burnley, whilst they're doing pretty well themselves. They're they're in fourth. They're one point above Swansea's total. Um, they've drawn seven of their 13 games, winning five. And I just think that the way Swansea are playing at the moment, the momentum they're building, they can at least get something from this Burnley game. They've won four in a row. Um, they've beaten Sunderland in the most recent game, which we tipped out last week. Uh, they've had two impressive away wins before that. One away at Watford um, and one away at West Brom. So they're not going to fear going to Burnley at all. It's a game where both teams are going to try and play the game the right way. Um, Possession-based football, really intrigued from that perspective, how the game will play out. But yeah, I certainly think Swansea can get something from this game. I was surprised to see Burnley so heavy favourites. They're 1.84 for the win. Um, You know, they're not... a They've drawn against Stoke, Burnley, sorry, Cardiff, Preston, narrowly beat Coventry in recent weeks. They're not, they're good. I like Burnley, don't get me wrong, but they're not exactly putting up loads of trees right now. Yeah, totally get that. Um, Yeah, I find that one tough, but I can see where you're coming from. Um, I just want to kind of quickly jump back, Tom. Uh, and talk about the the openness of the league. It's just something I've noticed this second. We actually only have two prices. So that's out of all the games this weekend, including the Sunday game, and that's home win, draw, and away win, under evens. Two Mm. out of of 12 matches. And what's that? 12, that's 36 possibilities. Two. You've got Sheffield United... <laughs> yeah, we got Sheffield United one point five nine, and we've got Burnley one point eight four. Everything else is over evens. So if we yeah. can pick some stuff out of the Championship, we're going to be uh, getting some lovely prices. Anyway, I just wanted to to add that in. I thought it was uh, thought it was pretty interesting, to be honest with you. No, it is. It is. I completely agree. Yeah, cool. Um, Blackburn, Tom, are a team that I'm going to back this weekend. Again, big price, 4.1 for Blackburn. I mean, let's get the silly stuff out of the way first. There's been a few people who have noticed that over the last, I think it's seven, eight games, it's win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, you know, 
for Blackburn. And if that sequence continues, if you're into that silly stuff, I, I'm not necessarily into it. But it means that they're going to win on uh, on Saturday if you follow that model. Because they lost their last game against Wigan, which is a disappointing 1-0 uh, away defeat. Now, this is more on Middlesbrough, I think. Um, Middlesbrough are just... They're so bad right now. They are so far off the levels that people thought they would be uh, at. They are a little bit better at home, for sure. But I am going to read you uh, their last four home results, which are pretty good, to be honest. But then you can decide you know, how good the opposition is, which is kind of my point. They beat Sunderland 1-0 at home. Okay, that's fine. Uh, they lost to Cardiff. 3-2. They drew 0-0 with Rotherham and they beat Birmingham 1-0. So I would say Sunderland, Cardiff, Rotherham and Birmingham, what? Sunderland are probably the best out of that bunch and they're going to finish, what, maybe mid-table? Maybe in that magic gap between playoffs and mid-table? I don't know. The rest of them, Birmingham, Rotherham and Cardiff, for me, will be finishing in the bottom third. I can see Blackburn going there and getting a win, despite their tox- topsy-turvy nature. Um, Baron Brereton-Diaz, kind of under the radar, back in the goals. Uh, seven goals in 14 games as he kind of revs up for an inevitable January move with him being out of contract at the end of the season. I, I just like the look of Blackburn. I think it's a good price, but for sure. Would I put my life savings on it? No. But at 4.1 against a Middlesbrough team who are just an absolute mess at the moment, I'm taking that all day. Yep. Okay. I like the thinking behind it. Um, yeah, we'll have to see, won't we, when Middlesbrough making making a point if they can start to turn their season around. Because I think on paper, right before the season, I had them in like the top six for sure. Absolute yeah. dead search for the top six. I think I had them in the preseason. I think they were. So. Um, they were favourites for the title with with a couple of bookmakers. So, yeah, mm. it's 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 absolutely insane what's happening there at the moment. Yeah. Um, right up next, then I I feel like I'm going to tip a team out here at a big price who have the best home record in the division, and you're not going to like it. Okay. So red <laughs> Reading at home to West Brom. Um, Reading priced at 3.6 for the victory. Um, and I feel like you can keep getting these big prices on Reading because it's Reading and nobody expected them to be where they are. Um, it's kind of like people are waiting them, for them to fall away and they might fall away, but whilst they're doing well, I'm going to try and ride with it. Uh, yeah, they've had five wins from their seven home games that they've played in the championship so far this season. And for that reason alone, I, I think... They're worth a look. Um, they're against the West Brom side who have now sacked Steve Bruce. So the concern for me here is now that Bruce isn't there, um, is that going to inspire some kind of resurgence and performance from West Brom? Maybe. Um, but, you know, they've got a caretaker charge. They've got a caretaker manager in charge for this particular game. They're under 21's boss, Richard Beal. Never heard of the guy, if I'm honest. So no idea who he is or what he's like. But um, yeah, I just think Reading could capitalise on the disruption that's currently ongoing at West Brom until they get a new permanent man in the dugout. And it's a big price considering they've got the best home record in the league. 
West Brom without a win in nine consecutive games. No wins away all season. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> yeah, just for a couple of reasons. I'm one of those people waiting for Reading uh, to fade away. I've been here so many times with Reading um, where they've looked good and, and then ultimately the bubble bursts and they go on a run and they end up where they deserve to end up, uh, which is around that 16th mark, I think. And we spoke previously about managers leaving for better jobs and how that probably has a negative effect. Those managers, they've been there kind of, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever years. I feel like when a manager is sacked because they're doing a bad job, I feel like that is almost a positive thing, especially someone like Steve Bruce, who was kind of not wanted from the off. I'm sure, uh, you know, the way that football's going now with the kind of younger, more progressive managers, uh, with all the buzzwords in the world, I feel like the players probably respond better to that than the kind of old school, um, you know, grizzled names such as Steve Bruce these days. I feel like West Brom are going to be dog off the leash for me. Obviously, I have no idea. I'm not in the dressing room. But yeah, I wouldn't be going anywhere near this game. I feel like West Brom could go there and, and win easily, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, uh, but that's what makes football interesting, Tom. Different mm. opinions. That's right. Uh, any others you like the look of in the champ? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. no way. I want to throw one more out. Um, and again, this is certainly not something that's a, a big tip, but I just want to put it out there because, again, it's a good price. 3.6, we're going to wear at Sunderland. Um, two promoted sides here going up against each other. Wigan, excellent away record. Um, they've got the best away record in the league. Four wins from six games, one draw, one loss. Um, Sunderland at home haven't been particularly great. They've won one of six at the Stadium of Light. They've got one win, four draws and one defeat. Um, just six goals scored in those six games as well. So uh, I just think with Wigan's away record, they could at least get something from this game. And you might not want to go for Wigan on the nose at 3.6. You might want to look at double chance or something. But yeah, Sunderland's home form hasn't been great. In recent weeks, we've seen them draw 0-0 at home to Blackpool, 0-0 at home to Preston. Uh, they've lost 1-0 at home to Norwich as well. Uh, so yeah, struggling to score. Worth checking the team news, I think. Sunderland, last time I checked... Bit of a striker crisis, so hmm. worth checking that out. Um, League One, then? Yeah, gets kicked off, mate, because I know there's one team that you said before we start recording, you fancy a million gazillion percent or whatever the words you used were. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it's Plymouth Argyle. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are nicely priced, 2.28. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how long. We'll get these prices on Plymouth, uh, to be honest with you. I, I still feel like they're being underrated a little bit because they're not called Ipswich Town, for example. Uh, they haven't lost in 11. They've lost none of their last five away, and they've won five in a row. And this isn't just picking a team that's on fire against a team that's struggling because the chasm between the two at the moment is just absolutely ginormous performance-wise. MK Dons, Liam Manning has got to be under serious pressure now. Uh, I know he's a young manager who did an unbelievable job last year, kind of moulding that 
Russell Martin project and, and kind of turning it into almost a championship team. But they've gone from that to basically being on the brink of, of League Two at the moment. Um, I don't really know what's going on at MK. I'd love a fan to get in touch. T underscore FB podcast on Twitter to let me know. Uh, because every pod I listen to and every you know uh, source that I read just you know kind of seems they've lost some key players, but no one really knows what's going on there. With Plymouth, obviously they've evolved with some really great wing back additions in particular, and then some amazing recruitment like Sam Cosgrove, who was not wanted by anyone, and Ryan Hardle and Niall Ennis, Morgan Whitaker. And then they've got players like Finn Azaz in midfield and, and Barley Mumba, obviously, uh, catching the eye at wing-back. It's just, it's night and day. Like, this isn't just one good team against one bad team. This is as wide of a gap as it gets, I think, at League One level. And for Plymouth to be priced the way they're priced, either the bookies know something that I don't, or, you know, it's it's a mistake and they're being underrated yet again. Yeah. Hopefully it's the latter. Um, Cause I, I completely think you're right. Um, they look a fantastic price, don't they? This weekend, again, one of those where it could come five o'clock and you think, wow, they've just won two nil, whatever. That was easy money, easy money. Yeah. Um, you touched on Ipswich during that little bit of the, uh, you touched on Ipswich there when you were talking about Plymouth um, and the odds. Yeah, Ipswich are pretty short price this weekend. 1.4 at home to Lincoln. Uh, they should get a win. Not going to spend too much time on this one because it is, like I say, a short price. Ipswich have been unbeaten at home in the league so far this season. Uh, they've won the last three on the bounce. They've scored at least two goals in the last five consecutive home league games. Um, Lincoln have been travelling pretty poorly, really. Um, they've lost three of the last four games away from home to nil. They've conceded at least two goals in the last four consecutive away games. Um, you know, they lost 4-0 to Peterborough, 2-0 to Bolton, 2-0 to Cambridge, and Cambridge side will touch on shortly um, in no sort of form whatsoever. And even though they beat Bristol Rovers 6-3, you know, they they, score con- they still conceded three goals in that game. Um I just think you can't go to a place like Ipswich with that kind of poor defensive record because, yeah, Ipswich, as we've touched on, extremely strong at home and extremely strong generally at the back. Um, you could probably enhance this one. Ipswich and no. So Ipswich to win, both teams to score. No, it's 2.12 as a potential booster for that 1.4 just for Ipswich on the nose. Yeah, Ipswich, really short, but one that you you really do expect to come in. Tom, pre-season, Exeter and Oxford, one's in 8th and one's in 20th. I think we would have Oxford to be in 8th, which feels like their kind of natural home in League One over the last few years. And Exeter, a newly promoted side, in 20th. But it is the other way round. And they face each other this weekend at St. James's Park, which is the home of Exeter. Uh, I am back in Exeter. 2.32. 2.32. And I think the Carl Robinson Oxford project is coming towards an end. They haven't mm. won in five. Uh, sure, they've got a couple of injury issues. 
but fans seem really unhappy with with what's going on at the club in terms of recruitment, not going out and and uh, securing players. You know, fans that I've seen on Twitter seem the only good thing they did in the in the summer was secure Cameron Brannigan's uh, contract. He's ironically their top scorer actually for midfield with four. But yeah, Exeter Tom just keep impressing. It doesn't bother me that they lost four two against Charlton in midweek because previously before that I felt like they were in the groove. They were, they were doing all right for a newly promoted side. As I said, up to eighth. And uh, in terms of the kind of the form table and where that all lies, and that means they've got more points than Wickham, Fleetwood, Derby, Port Vale, Peterborough, Accrington, uh, Charlton, Oxford themselves, like a bunch of teams um, over the last eight games. that They've done really, really well. Not perfect, but really, really well. And uh, yeah, the last time we had them on a treble, Tom, it was to lose against Bolton and spoiler alert for later on, Exeter went and won two nil. So I'm taking heart from that performance rather than the uh, Charlton one. And just the fact that Oxford are all at sea. Yeah. Very poor, aren't they? Oxford at the moment. I, I do think you're right. It looks like Carl Robinson is under a lot of pressure and it, it may be time for a change at Oxford. And this could just be the, uh, the straw that breaks the camel's back in terms of that managerial uh, position. What um, does that mean? Another one. What does what? that mean? The straw that breaks camel's back. I heard that on another pod the other day, and I thought, what? What the bloody hell does that mean? Does it mean basically like people load camels with so much stuff, don't they? Right when they're transporting stuff in the desert, they just load the camels up, right, with all yeah. their bags and whatever. So maybe if you load the camel, it's saying that if you, if you load the camel too much, this is the thing that makes the camel go, no, I can't do this. I can't take your shit anymore. <laughs> World-class podcast content brought to you by the Football Betting Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm sure someone will correct us and tell us the uh, the proper meaning of that term. But uh... <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, uh, away at Cambridge. They're 1.74 for the win. Um, touched on Cambridge um, about five or so minutes ago. Really struggling at the moment. They've lost five of the last six league games. You know, they got off to a fantastic start to the season. It's in danger of all fizzling out right now because, um, yeah, they're in no sort of form whatsoever. Uh, slipping down the league, doing 14th at the moment. Um, and Sheffield Wednesday, second best away record in the league. They've played six away, won four of them. Uh, I just think, you know, Wednesday, one of the best sides in this division. They should have more than enough against the Cambridge side who are really struggling at the moment. Um, you know, we've seen Sheffield Wednesday... Beat Cheltenham 3-0 last weekend. Prior to that, beat Port Vale, beat Wickham. You know, I'd say they're kind of teams that are around Cambridge's level at the moment, particularly Port Vale and Cheltenham. So, uh, you know, they're, they're beating those with a fair bit in hand and I could see the same again this weekend. Interesting. I'm into it. I'm into it. League One has, has uh, expired for me. I don't have anything else. Um, so, I don't know if you want to move on to the wonderful fourth tier, or if you've got any more last-minute nuggets. 
Uh, let's go to League Two. Whoa, mysterious curl. I want to play 3-5-2. We... <laughs> I miss... Uh, Keith, I'm so happy Keith Curl's back in football. I think that is one of the best chants ever created uh, by the Northampton Town fans. Keith Curl has turned up at Hartlepool and he has done all right. He's got a nice little hashtag manager bounce and uh, his team travel away at Harrogate um, on Saturday. It's the early kickoff, so klaxon alert. They are 3.3. I am well into this. Um, I don't think Hartlepool are the best team in the league by a long stretch, but I think there's a couple of green shoots, um, particularly in the... uh, since Curl took over. A 0-0 with Gillingham. Meh, at least they didn't lose. A 2-2 away at Mansfield on Friday night after being 2-0 down. Mightily impressive. A win at home against Doncaster. That's good stuff. And a loss against Carlisle. Meh, whatever. Carlisle are decent. There'll be other teams like Hartlepool. And then I look at Harrogate, Tom. Harrogate, who under Nicky Weaver nearly made the playoffs last year to get up to League One. They haven't won in 10. Um, don't know what's going on there. Again, if you're a Harrogate fan, please let me know. would love to learn more. Um, they haven't won any of their three last games against Hartlepool, Tom. I know you're, you're into your historics there. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, this is 22nd in Harrogate against 21st. And, you know, we're back in the team here that's won one in 13. But I feel like the gap between the two, I feel like Harrogate are in absolute disarray. And I feel like Mysterious Curl has, has breathed new life into Hartlepool. They're not, you know, they're not completely energised yet. And they're not, you know, running at full capacity. But they're, they're kind of just waking up from the slumber, if that makes sense. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to take a 3.3 with Mysterious Curl. And also, I've just realised, Tom, this weekend when I publish the, the pod on socials, I'm really going to shout about the away days because there's some cracking away prices across the uh, docket this weekend. Yeah, there are, aren't there? I like it. And this is this is another one. Um, I'm going to dial us back even further. So you spoke about the lunchtime Saturday. I'm going to go for the Friday nighter. Tranmere at home to crew. I feel like Tranmere have transported me back to... August 2021. Do you remember they went through a, a stretch where they didn't really concede many goals, scored the odd goal, and they're winning quite a lot of games to, to nil, like one nils, two nils. Um, they've won the last four games in a row now of Tranmere. One nil, one nil, one nil, two nil. So, you know, you've got a, a Tranmere side who once again have found that defensive solidity that they seem to have been missing at the start of the season. Um Coming on strong, we tipped them last week at about 3.2, 3.3, something like that. They got us a fantastic win there. We're going to go back for them again this weekend. Uh, 1.99, so they're a bit shorter this week. But the crew side they're up against, you know, they're pretty poor away from home. They got just one win um, away. That came on the opening day back in July. 
Uh, other than that, just scored one goal in their remaining four away games they've played so far this season. So I don't think crew away from home or anything to be worried about from a Tranmere perspective. I think you can probably get another Tranmere win to nil here again. So yeah, look out for those one nils or two nils, I think, on Friday night for Tranmere. Yeah, great price, one that, that you tipped them up at on the weekend. Mm. 3.4, something like that. So yeah, absolutely all into that one. And Tom, I'm going to be back in Stevenage. Uh, in the Steve Evans derby, uh, we got Gillingham, his former club at home under Neil Harris, hosting Stevenage. Stevenage, top of the league at the moment, um, doing really, really well, going excellently under Steve Evans. They're 1.98. Now, if you had a look at the form and you just kind of had a look at the, you know, the the W's and, the, and a couple of D's in there, you would notice that in all competitions, Gillingham haven't lost in their last five games. There's more to it than that. In the last two games, they've scored half their goals this season. That was a 1-1 draw against Crewe and a 1-0 win against Sutton. So if you are doing the math in your head right now, you will be right in saying that they have only scored four goals this season in their 12 games they are so toothless it's unbelievable they are bottom of goals scored Rochdale have doubled their amount of goals that they've scored in 23rd Rochdale have scored eight I think coming up against Stevenage who are top of the league by three points I think you need way more than what Gillingham have showed recently. And I'm not buying any of this so-called form, to be honest with you. I feel like a draw against Crew is okay. Uh, two, you know, football league, uh, sorry, pizza trophy games we're not going to talk about. They beat Sutton 1-0. Okay, fine. They drew 0-0 with Hartlepool. Mm, they got beat by Mansfield 2-0 at home. That's a similar task to this one. Um, they drew with Grimsby and then, you know, going into that, drew with Swindon. It's just, it's not that impressive, I don't think. And I think you need more to beat Stevenage, who are going to ask a hell of a lot of questions. So 1.98 for me. Uh, I think that's that's a good price in the Steve Evans derby. I like it. <laughs> I like that it's now termed the Steve Evans derby. I'm a fan <laughs> of that. Um, Let's touch on Mansfield Town. They're 1.69, so they're uh, probably the shortest price in League 2 this weekend. They're at home to Walsall. I feel like it comes hand in hand now, doesn't it? Mansfield playing at home and a fairly short price, but there is a reason for it. You know, have one of the best home records in League 2 last season. They've continued this season pretty strong as well. They're unbeaten at home from the five games that they have played, uh, winning three, drawing two. Um and they should get another victory, I think, this weekend at home to a Walsall side who are quite Jekyll and Hyde in the way that they're not too bad at home. Away from home, not very good. They won the first away game of the season away at Newport, but in the five since then, um, they're winless. So three defeats and two draws um, in the next five away games that they've just played. So they're struggling for goals. They've not scored more than one goal a game away from home all season long. And I just think they're going to need a little bit more away if they're going to go to uh, 
the one call, I think it's called now. Is it called the one call now? We'll probably be uh, corrected on that. Field, field but, mill. Uh, good old field mill. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just seen Mansfield again. Strong home record. As a shown again this season, should have too much for Walsall. You know, Walsall at 5.9 for the win tells you all I think you need to know. Yeah. In terms of their prospects. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I am finished in League Two. I don't know if you've got anything you wanna you wanna uh, read Ooh. out before we move on. Um, I toured with Leighton Orient at home to Northampton. One point nine six for Leighton Orient. This is second against third. Uh, mm. However, Leighton Orient have been been very good at home. They've got five wins from their six home games so far this season. And, uh, I feel like Northampton's problem, whilst they're up there in the league, obviously third, they're doing very well, but they struggled to keep clean sheets. They've not kept a clean sheet in the last five consecutive games. Um, so even though they have been picking up points, they are conceding goals. and it, I'm worried that once they come up against the better sides, like Leighton Orient are, you know, they're going to, concede more than they can score against the better sides. They've lost the last two games as well, 1-0, so to Walsall and to Salford. So that's a, a potential cause for concern for Northampton. Um, yeah, not got too much else to say on it. Not a strong one, but I, I feel like I should throw it out there because Leighton Orient at home, very good. Northampton have got uh, kind of red flashing warning signs around them at the moment for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I'm waiting for Northampton to click back into gear, which is why I haven't tipped it myself because I I don't think it's too far away. But I can see why you've uh, see why you've read it out. So we will move on to have a look at last week's treble and read out this week's treble. Um. So yeah, not where we want to be uh, with the trebles at the moment, but. Uh, we will bring you a new one and just quickly recap last week. We had Plymouth uh, to beat Accrington Stanley. We had a 3-0 win for the Green Army. We had Portsmouth to beat Fleetwood, a disappointing 1-1. And then Barnsley uh, lost against Exeter, 2-0. Matt Taylor uh, left Exeter uh, for Rotherham. And we thought, well, I thought for sure, that might send Exeter into a bit of a tailspin and in a tough game at Oakwell. Uh, but they won 2-0 to scupper the treble. But we are back, Tom, and we are fishing in the same pond, which is League One. Yeah, so hopefully we'll have better luck this week with uh, podcast treble. So it all League One affair, as you mentioned. We're going to go for Ipswich at home to Lincoln at one4 Plymouth away at MK Dons and Sheffield Wednesday away at Cambridge. So currently the treble best priced is 5.51. So £10 example stake would return you about 55 quid. Um, and of course, you can take advantage of it using that money back as, as a free bet, £30 sign up offer with matchbook.com too. And to kind of have a free stab at it. So yeah, hopefully the curse breaks this weekend. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um, Tom, let's move on to fancy football then. Um, just to be kind of self-indulgent for a second, for myself, I, I'm I'm happy and I'm sad. Um, I okay. had green arrows in every single league that I'm involved in. 
including oh, wow. well yeah, including the pod, which was absolutely fantastic. I got more than the average points, so I was really happy about that as well. Um, I'm not happy because I played my triple captain on Harland, uh, and I feel like I didn't get like I got 69 points. The average was 58. I feel like when you triple captain someone, you you want them to go off, like seriously off. So I feel like I didn't really get bang for my book there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see what you mean. Definitely. Um, If only a triple captain in one of the, any, any of the previous four game weeks or whatever, you'd have been a bit better off, but um, never mind. At least you had a decent week overall. Uh, All red arrows again for me. Hate the game. It's crap. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Let's do the top 10. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, well, there's been a lot of movement in the top 10. Uh, Well, top nine. um, Our first place player is is still in first. But top 10 is Kenneth Mayer. It's reverse order. Kenneth Mayer, Toby Miranda, Michael Tomlinson, Ian Dawson, Warren Torch lighting it up, Johan Ekstrom, Sammy Walton, Daniel O'Reilly, Phil Basley and top of the table still Brizzle City, Dan Pinsker, uh, ten point lead on Phil with his Barcelona team. So yeah, uh, really competitive league, over three hundred players in it now, which is absolutely mad. Uh, and yeah, if you want to join, get at us on Twitter for the uh, sign up code T underscore FB podcast and consider giving us a follow. There's lots of good content coming out there at the moment. Uh, lots of uh, videos highlighting some of the best tips uh, that we read out on the show. Uh, midweek Twitter tips, which are exclusive to our Twitter page. And just general fun content and socialization, which is what social media is for, I suppose. So, yeah, T underscore FB podcast, please. Yeah, shout out to yourself, mate. You uh, put together that Premier League Academy eleven thread yeah, which just uh, a bit was really good really interesting well received um yeah that's yeah. good stuff that was just a just a bit interesting we can bang on about betting and odds you know all day every day but it's nice to sprinkle in something a little bit yeah. different time and time again yeah. so thanks for that yeah that was good i appreciate that that was really good um but yeah if you have enjoyed the show guys we really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts and um yeah Good luck for everything you put on this weekend, whether it's tips you've taken from the show or stuff you pick for yourself. Send us in your bet slips. We like to see any winners you get uh, over the weekend. So, yeah, thanks for sticking with us and listening once again. We appreciate it, and we'll see you same time again next week. <laughs>